the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's 1440 KYCR Golden Valley. We think that listening with our app is a great investment of your time. Download it free today. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. Emergency officials in Mississippi say 23 people have been killed by tornadoes at Tore through the state last night. Storm Prediction Center forecaster Rich Thompson. The way we assess the storm environment, the kind of environment it's in, and, you know, some sketchy damage pictures and things coming in. I'd say there's a pretty good chance that this will be rated at least EF3, but that's with a big uh, asterisk (laughs) attached to it that, you know, this is going to depend on the ground surveys from the local weather service office. As of 6.20 a.m. local time today, officials in Mississippi had confirmed 23 deaths with dozens of injuries and four people at the time were still missing throughout the state. A nuclear power plant is still leaking. The plant northwest of Minneapolis says water containing a radioactive material is leaking from the plant for a second time. But XL Energy says there's no danger to the public. The facility has powered down. Some days I feel so down I can barely get out of bed. Is this depression? Mental Health Minnesota is here to help seven days a week with resources, peer support, online screenings, connections to treatment, and crisis services. It's anonymous, confidential, and free of charge. Whether you're living with a mental health condition or concerned about self- Someone you love or could use some support. Mental Health Minnesota is here for you. MentalHealthMN.org. Sponsored by Mental Health Minnesota, the Minnesota Broadcasters Association, and this station. Attention, per the current government mandate, U.S.-based insurers are now required to cover at-home COVID testing kits with no out-of-pocket fees to you. If you have a current insurance plan, you are eligible to receive up to eight COVID-19 tests shipped to you each month absolutely free, as long as the government mandate is in effect. Just visit testkitforfree.com to register now from the comfort of your own home. That's testkitforfree.com to receive your tests shipped to you at no cost. Go to testkitforfree.com today. Paid for by Tiro Health. We noticed we had a leak in our roof. Hey, I'm Brenda from Stillwater, Minnesota. We noticed some water staining in our ceiling by our chimney. This is our first time working with JTR Roofing. A close friend had recommended them and had a great experience. They ended up replacing our roof and performed the work on our chimney. I would recommend JTR Roofing because they were reliable, friendly. There were no hidden costs in their quotes and the craftsmanship was outstanding. Not only did they do an outstanding job on our home, but also they support the community. They've had a good reputation in the 30 years that they've been in business. And just overall, it was just a wonderful experience working with the company. I was absolutely satisfied with the work. Absolutely, we're thinking about having our windows replaced and we will be calling JTR. Go to jtrroofinginc.com. That's jtrroofinginc.com. Portions of this program may have been pre-recorded. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Is it his time? Turn all the lights on and kill the noise. The Biz 1440 presents the best two hours of economic news and commentary. It's the King Banyan Show, your source for penetrating economic insight, razor-sharp analysis, and unflinching universal thought. Oh, God, that's all I need. Everything you need to maintain clarity and stay ahead of the economic curve. Let's go while we're young. Now, here's Professor King Banyan. Welcome back. Second hour with the King Banyan Show on the Biz 1440. We were talking about the SEP and the uh, the um, and the and and the possibility of rate cuts. I should have played this one clip for you in the last segment and kind of just ran out of time. Uh, let's play this. Let's play this quickly. This is Jay Powell on Wednesday, basically saying, "We think rate cuts are coming." No, I don't. Don't know. 
Uh, plays it. Let's play this, please. This is cut number eleven. Eleven. So we published an SCP today, as you will have seen, and it shows that uh, basically participants expect uh, relatively slow growth, a gradual rebalancing of supply and demand in the labor market, with inflation moving down gradually. In that most likely case, if that happens, participants don't see rate cuts this year. They just don't. There you go. How much more clear can we make this? How much clearer can we make this? Friends, they're not cutting rates. And if you think they're cutting rates, you should, if you really think they're cutting rates, you, you know, there are, there are, there are a number of potential investment opportunities where you could lock in a rate around where the Fed funds rate is right now. So if that's what you believe, talk to your investment advisor, is what I would say. I'm not giving you investment advice, but I'm just saying you might want to talk to someone who can give investment advice. This week, the only the only real piece of economic news that came out that had any any uh, bearing, I think, on where where our economy is right now is the the durable goods number, uh, excluding uh, excluding transportation, uh, and uh, durable goods are up 2.2 percent over a year, if excluding transportation up 1.7%. We're still in this world where we're shifting from goods to services. And so these numbers that are coming out, which are not inflation adjusted, I should tell you, overall durable goods in February fell 1% on a on a gross basis. And if you take out the transportation sector, they're unchanged. But certainly the prices are up. Um, there is so, but if you adjust for inflation, these numbers are almost certainly falling. But the Fed is still concerned enough about inflation that their expectation is they're not going to reduce rates, which to me makes a recession more rather than less likely. More rather than less likely. So I wanted to put that as a cap on the previous hour. If you just tuned in, uh, during the 10 o'clock hour of today's show, you're going to want to go to TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com. TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com is where you go. Sign, you'll, you'll need to sign up for the VIP club, which means you're going to get a couple emails during the week. Eh, you, you know, there's some good stuff in there. Our advertisers are in there. Make sure you uh, – so it's not a lot of traffic, and it's people who support stations where you get to hear me, and you get to hear Bloomberg, and you get to hear – you get to hear Dave Ramsey. You get to hear all kinds of good stuff here on twi- uh, on uh, on the Biz fourteen forty. You should be listening here more regularly. Don't just listen to me, right? But but if you sign up for that VIP, then you can come back and listen to not just last hour's show, but you can go listen to any show we've gone before. Hey, there's a long record in there, and there's a whole lot of opportunity for me to prove to you that I said something wrong. Uh, and oh, and and. A shout-out from Spencer for Ken Coleman. You're right. He does do a good job. That's a good show. There are lots of good shows on this station. You should be listening more often. Uh, okay, so if you like this show, understand. I support a lot of the other work that happens here as well and want you to, is, want you to both through your listening and, and if, you hear, if, if you like what you hear, uh, understand that, that we're only here because of the sponsors and we could use you to help the sponsors out too. That's my way of sort of resetting. I want to come to talk about the other part of this, which is what happened this week. I'm going to go. I'm going to bring the Fed, the the, F, the press conference into this, but I actually want to lead with this very interesting piece that you hear between the House and the Senate. In and I, and I'm going to make sure. I actually have to go back. I'm going to talk to you while I while I dig around. I actually have to go back and find and make sure I've got the right clips in the right order. Um, and, and to make sure I've got got this. Oh, that's not that's not helping me at all. She's just talking. Um, I think this is I think this is right. I want you to listen first to Janet Yellen. Okay, so Janet Yellen is coming under some criticism. Why? 
banks, um, particularly those that service high-dollar customers and that are mid-sized, are pressing the government, and particularly Yellen, to come out with a blanket guarantee that they're going to cover deposits no matter what, okay? Whether they're insured or uninsured. Um, and so she first says, she so she first testifies uh, to the Senate, and I think this is, I think I've got them in the right order. Um, she she first speaks to the, the, to the, yes, I do. She first speaks to the Senate and has this to say, and I want you to really listen carefully. It's a longish cut, okay, but I want you to listen to the whole thing. This is Janet Yellen on, on Wednesday, excuse me, on, yes, on Wednesday, um, speaking to the, to the Senate Banking Committee. Cut two. So, Madam Secretary, does insuring every deposit at every FDIC-insured bank in the nation over $250,000 require congressional approval? This is not something that we have looked at. It's not something that we're considering. Um, all, the, all that I have said is that um, when the failure of a bank is judged by supermajorities of the FDIC board, the Fed board, and myself, in consultation with the president when such a failure is deemed to create systemic risk, which I think of as the risk of a contagious bank run that we are likely to in, to invoke the systemic risk exception, which permits the FDIC to protect all depositors and that that would be a case-by-case determination. I understand. I have and that, not considered uh, or discussed anything having to do with blanket um, insur- insurance or guarantees of all points. deposits. So, by the way, the senator speaking there is Bill Haggerty. Uh, but uh, Secretary Yellen says in, this, in, in her testimony, basically, we're going to do it on a case-by-case basis if we see there being systemic risk will use the language that's in Dodd-Frank to, to, to uh, make the exception and cover the uninsured depositors. This apparently caused massive heartburn in, in, in the, the Biden White House, according to reports from sources that would include, uh, which would include people from, uh, uh, which would include people that are generally friendly with uh, folks in the White House and people who would typically be friendly with Yellen. Yellen is giving what I think is the precise language saying, if I follow the law, here's what the law permits me to do. And she said that. Contrast this with the opening statement of, of Jay Powell which I believe is on the same day. I believe it's late. I believe it's later in the day. So it's after Yellen's statement, but uh, on Wednesday. Let's play this. This would be cut number five, Spencer. Our banking system is sound and resilient, with strong capital and liquidity. We will continue to closely monitor conditions in the banking system and are prepared to use all of our tools as needed to keep it safe and sound. In addition, we are committed to learning the lessons from this episode and to work to prevent episodes from events like this from happening again. Now, does that not sound like a better statement than what you heard Yellen say? Yellen says, says yeah, we got this language. It's going to be an exception. We're going to do it on a case-by-case basis. Powell says, says we're closely monitoring uh, banking conditions. We'll use all our tools as necessary to keep it safe and sound. Who's more reassuring? Okay? I'm a lifetime academic, but I'm going to score this lawyer one academic zero. And yes, Janet Yellen for a long time has worked in, in the Federal Reserve but before she went to the White House to work, work in Treasury. But in her heart of hearts, she is an academic. He is a lawyer. He understands it. So, so you can almost hear the, the – uh, you can almost hear the uh, the, the – the truck backing up sound, uh, we almost should have that sounder, right? The set that backs up 
And then on the next day, um, on the next day, she goes before the House committee, gets practically the exact same question and has this to say. Cut one. As I've said, we have used important tools to act quickly to prevent contagion, and they are tools we could use again. The strong actions we've taken ensure that Americans' deposits are safe. Certainly, we would be prepared to take additional actions if warranted. She comes into line with, with, uh, with Powell within tw- 24 hours. In essence, she stumbled in her answer at the Senate. That answer was not in any way reassuring. Prices of, of securities like First Republic cratered on that comment because she refused to say the magic words, we will cover all deposits, because she can't. The law says she can't say that. Okay? She doesn't have that power. All she has is an exception on a case-by-case basis. But both Powell and Yellen are now kind of throwing a little bit of mud in, you know, they're throwing dirt in the air so that you don't see the fact that they're kind of trying to sort of say, yeah, but that's an exception we'll use regularly. And the real test will be what happens if First Republic does fail. It's not a small bank. It's a middle-sized bank. It's not a systemically important bank. And what will they do then? But definitely, definitely, I agree with the comments like Yellen is trying to practice political science. She's a political creature, but she's not a trained politician. She hasn't had enough time in this kind of work to really, I think, do a good job of answering a question. So when she went to her fallback, which is Janet, you know, Janet, uh, the academic, sitting at a dinner with a bunch of faculty from Berkeley, um, when she went to that answer, it it flopped, and so she had to she had to get back in front of it. And I think she got someone to ask her the question so she could give the answer she knew she should have given the first time. So what does this mean in terms of Federal Reserve policy? There's some interest, there were some interesting parts of the FOMC press conference that we need to talk to talk about. We'll get to those right after this year. Listening to the King Banyan Show on the Biz 1440. Soaking up the sun in Fiji. Walking through the Sculpture Garden in Minneapolis or standing in awe at the Grand Canyon. We're where you are. Listen to the Biz 1440 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. You can get a comprehensive estate plan for half the regular price through this special limited time offer. We're partnering with a local law firm that specializes in estate plans. If you don't have an estate plan, it could be up to the court to decide who gets your assets. This can be costly to your loved ones. You've heard the stories where even strong families have been torn apart in the process. Our attorney partner is offering a full package of estate planning services for just $1,500, regularly $3,000. It includes wills, power of attorney, health care directives, guardian, and conservator documents. Call the station and we'll put you in touch with our attorney for a no-obligation conversation to make sure this is the right fit for you and your family. There are only a few of these half-price estate plan offers available. Get your house in order today with a comprehensive estate plan for half the regular price. Call the station at 651-405-8800. 651-405-8800. I always thought that tires would be more expensive at a dealership, but Invergrove Hyundai proved me wrong. Hi, it's Mike from Rosemont. I knew I needed a new set of tires before winter. My go-to is usually my warehouse club because, hey, they're a warehouse club, right? They have to have the best deal. I bought two cars at Invergrove Hyundai, and they're great to work with, so I thought I'd just see what they had to offer. I told Tyler what I usually spend and asked if he had a good set of tires in that price range. He gave me a great quote, and it was a few bucks under my limit on a set of four tires. Plus, he got me in and out in an hour. If you need tires, skip the specialty shop and the warehouse clubs and give Invergrove Hyundai a call. Let them know what you need, and they'll take care of you like they did for me. 
Invergrove Hyundai's service technicians are ready for you no matter what kind of vehicle you drive. Open 7 a.m. to 6 p.m. weekdays. Call them today or schedule your appointment at InvergroveHyundai.com. That's InvergroveHyundai.com. Your children and grandchildren are inheriting a world that's more upside down than ever before. They'll need extraordinary skills to make a positive impact. A Christian education will give them the solid foundation they need to not only endure, but thrive. And that education is available for half off their first year through TwinCitiesTuitions.com. To see our full list of participating schools and to see if the half-off tuitions program is a good fit for your family, go to TwinCitiesTuitions.com. That's TwinCitiesTuitions.com. There's only one option in the Twin Cities to get multiple competitive bids on siding, roofing, or windows without a parade of long-winded, high-pressure salespeople. Set up a free appointment with me today at GetMy3Quotes.com. That's the number three, GetMy3Quotes.com. Welcome back. King Banyan Show, The Biz 1440, another favorite song. God, it's just like the favorite hits going on here today. Um, 651-289-4477. Questions, comments, be happy to hear from you today. Uh, we're picking through um, the Fed press conference, and we've talked in the last hour about inflation. This hour we are talking about, we are talking mainly about the impact of the impact of the banking uh, turmoil on the Fed's actions and the way they're thinking about it and how it interplays and what we've done so far. What we've said so far is the Fed views the first of all a little banking turmoil, a little contained banking turmoil, is not a flaw of the Federal Reserve's policy. It's a feature of its policy. It wants a, it wants banks to get cautious. It wants banks to tighten up credit, and they're doing that. Um, uh, a tweet came to uh, the hashtag pound KBRS uh, during the uh, during the first segment, uh, talking about the fact that uh, high yield rates are probably not at a top, uh, saying, and that there are many interest rates out there. There are some banks that are not going to give you more than two percent on your CD, right? Uh, I actually heard from, I think I mentioned this last week, a couple of weeks ago I was at a meeting of, of uh, shareholders for a particular bank here in Minnesota. Um, I was invited to speak to them, and I got to hear some of their other deliberations. And and one, and one of them said that they had spoken to another banker who said, we know we're going to lose money this year because we actually don't have places – that we're comfortable lending at a rate that the borrower's willing to pay. And they said, we're not going to put up our interest rates because we don't need additional funds. Okay? And I think there are a number of banks that are in this in this situation. They don't want that. But other places took in lots of deposits and then got stuck trying to figure out what to do about that. And so I was intrigued by uh, Jay Powell's description of what he thought had happened at Silicon Valley Bank. And uh, let's play this. This is from the press conference uh, on Wednesday. This is cut number 10, please. Uh, Silicon Valley Bank management failed badly. They, They grew the bank very quickly. They exposed the bank to significant liquidity risk and interest rate risk. Didn't hedge that risk we now know that supervisors uh, saw these risks and, and intervened. We know that the public saw all this. Um, we know that SVB experienced an unprecedentedly rapid and massive bank run. So this is, a, this is a very large group of connected depositors, concentrated group of connected depositors, and a very, very fast run, faster than the historical record would suggest. As we said uh, in our visit with Verb McKinley last week, and again, I will tell you, uh, I can't tell you often enough, go back in the, the go back into the archives of this show at TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com. Get that hour with Vern. It was terrific. It really, I, I we we will play that in a best of. I'm sure two or three times over the next few months. Is I, I'm planning to take a little time off during the summer. Um, 
during the summer. It's been a long, it's been a long year, um, here, here. And I just, I, I need a break. Uh, at any rate, what I, what I will tell you is, um, what I will tell, what I'll tell you is, uh, that, that, uh, they had, um, they had both interest rate risk, which was not hedged, which as uh, many of us have said, that's a pretty easy thing to fix. You can hedge interest rate risk pretty easily. And they chose not to do it. And, in fa- and there were other things involved but that. But then in the end of the day, this was a liquidity run among very, very connected depositors. So Silicon Valley Bank had two issues. It had the issue of having its borrowers be primarily in a single industry. And it had the it had the issue of having its depositors very well connected with each other. And as I po- posted in the last hour, a short piece from Alex Tabarak at uh, Marginal Revolution, you know, nowadays you can go on your phone and take money out so quickly. I, my wife hands me a check that she received. Uh, uh, my wife, my wife uh, plays piano for a living, and so she gets paid by various places. Uh, to she gets paid by various places uh, where she plays, and so it's not uncommon for her to hand me a check that she received, you know, in the mail or from somebody when she left a place she played. It's, okay, primarily churches, but. Uh, but uh, she does play some places outside of churches too, and you know normally I would put that in my bag, and uh, when I'd walk over to campus, come to campus, I'd walk over. There's the branch, a branch of our bank is here on campus. I just walk over to the bank and deposit it. No more. For one thing, that bank is only open two days a week on campus because of their because of the labor supply problems. But more importantly, I just set it down next to my bowl of oatmeal took a picture of the both sides of it and put it into the bank, right? Well, I can withdraw money just as fast as I can deposit money. And so I could have, you know, so you had people on, you know, at, uh, as Tabarak puts it out, point out, they're operating at Twitter speed. But bank regulators are running really at a much, much slower pace. You still have people having to fly in physically be present in the bank to look at the books and to actually make the transition and make the transition to a new owner. Okay. Bank regulation is not as fast as Twitter. And the regulators either going to have to figure out how to speed up or there's going to be some way to put in circuit breakers on removing money from, from your deposit accounts, which is going to make people a little less which is going to make life worse for the banks because people want access to their cash when they want their cash. So, you know, I don't know which way you're going to try to fix it, but either way it's going to be a problem. Jim Bullard in his comments at the Greater St. Louis meeting uh, um, on uh, Friday, yesterday, uh, had this to say as well with the same type of analysis. Let's play cut number four. You know, it's something like SVB happens, which is very unanticipated, I think, even by the executives at SVB. uh, And this was not sort of widely known and it was very sudden. uh, Of course, that's going to create angst and make everybody look at their business plans and make investors reassess. And that's appropriate. And that's what has happened. But I think we have the tools to to hand. I think it was a quirky situation. And I also think that we have the tools to handle uh, any fallout from it. So, and I think we've implemented one tool, which is the uh, the uh, the bank term lending program, uh, which I think will be very successful in handling uh, any immediate problems that uh, that occur. That bank term funding program is the program by which you can you can take your you can take your government bonds, mortgage-backed securities. And pledge them as collateral for a, for a loan up to a year, but you're paying you're paying the Fed funds rate plus a little bit extra. Okay, I think it's an extra ten basis points. Um, you're paying so you're paying that plus ten. It's really a, 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 a it's it's not cheap money. It's cheap money in one sense because you can you can you can pledge your bonds at par rather than at market value. 
but on the other hand, um, you still have to pay the the five, roughly five percent interest on that money. Um, so they have put a tool out there, but they're both saying, in essence, that that interest rate risk really was the issue. And to make sure I play this in the same in in the same breath. Uh, I want to go back to Powell in an answer to another question a little later in the press conference. Says this, cut number 14. In presentations about about interest rate risk, I mean, it's been in all the newspapers. It's not a surprise that there are institutions that have that have had unhedged long positions in long-duration securities that have lost value as, as longer-term rates have gone up due to our rate increases. So that's, that's not a surprise. Um, I, I think, as, as you know, as is, as it is now on the public record, the supervisory team was apparently engaged, very much engaged with the bank repeatedly and was escalating. But, you know, nonetheless, what happened happened. And so that's really the purpose of uh, one way to think about the review that Vice Chair Barr is conducting is to try to understand how that happened and try to understand how we can do better and, and what policies we need to change. I mean, one one thing is... The speed of the I'll come back to that. The speed of the uh, uh, of the run it's it's very different from what we've seen in the past, and it does kind of suggest uh, that there's a need for possible re- you know regulatory and supervisory changes, just because supervision and regulation need to keep up with what's hap- what's happening in the world. Can you confirm whether or not the board knew about these escalations by the uh, exam- examiners in San Francisco? I, I will have to come back to you on that. Yeah, I don't know. Did you catch that? I, we, should, we should have pulled out just that last 10 seconds or so. The reporter, uh, uh, let me go back and find her name, uh, Katerina Sarayeva um, uh, from uh, Bloomberg, uh, asked the question about, uh, didn't you know that uh, Silicon Valley Bank was in trouble? Did you, were you informed about, the, about this? And he mentions the escalation of this. Uh, about the escalation of it, and he says, "Did you know? Did you know that there was going on at the time?" And he's like, oh, "I'll have to get back to you. I don't know." Pretty big deal. The bank was raising rates, and perhaps the the monetary policy side and the supervision side of the Fed were not coordinated in what it was they were doing. But he also does say, "You heard in that in in that piece." Uh, you, you heard in that piece there's a need for possible regulatory and supervisory changes, and I think one of them is simply the speed of supervision needs and regulation needs to get a whole lot faster. Okay, a little past time. We need to take a break here. When we come back, more about what what the what was said at the FOMC press conference. I got a few more clips for you to hear uh, after this on the King Banyan Show on the Biz 1440. Wesley Financial Group is not a law firm. This story is called The Ugly Truth About Timeshare. If you think you've done your family a favor by buying a timeshare, you need my help. Hello, I'm Chuck McDowell, CEO and founder of Wesley Financial Group. Ten years ago, I started helping folks cancel their timeshare. And in the process, started what's now called the timeshare cancellation industry. Timeshare is the only thing that you can buy that you can't tell me how much it's going to cost or when it's going to end. When you buy a timeshare, you give them a blank check to fill out any amount they want for annual maintenance and assessment fees. The crazy thing is, this never ends. Even when you die, your family's now going to be stuck with this burden. Stop the insanity today. Call my office now. If we take you as a client, I guarantee we'll cancel your timeshare or you'll pay nothing. Call for your free information kit. 800-626-5252. That's 800-626-5252. There are those who dedicate themselves to a sense of honor, to a life of courage, and a commitment to something greater than themselves. They have always defended this nation and each other. They still do. The few, the proud, the Marines. It takes teamwork to stay safe on Minnesota roads during the winter. You can help. When you see snow plows at work, slow down. Slower speeds can save lives. Don't crowd the plow and leave plenty of space between yourself and other vehicles. 
Keep your headlights on to see and be seen. Avoid distractions and always stay alert behind the wheel. This message brought to you by the Minnesota Department of Transportation, the Minnesota Broadcasters Association, and this station. Did you know you were kicking in your mommy's tummy before you were born? We were? Yep. I just learned at school that babies move and kick before they're even born. No No wonder we're so good at soccer. That's right, kids. A pre-born baby is moving about and even kicking just 14 weeks from conception. Hello, my name is Marianne Koharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of information and alternatives to abortion, or you'd like to support the work of Pro-Life Across America... Please call 1-800-366-7773, 1-800-366-7773, or visit our website at prolifeacrossamerica.org. Pro-Life Across America is non-political and totally educational. A baby's heart is beating 18 days from conception. Yeah, we got about five more weeks of um, work to do here, and then uh, summertime comes. We don't actually stop our summer. Summer in uh, in uh, higher education has become, for many places, just the third semester. Uh, and uh, and I certainly know that uh, we'll have classes running through the summer and things that uh, we'll keep an eye on. But yeah, campuses become a whole lot less busy. Uh, once you have that spring commencement, which will happen right around for most most of us, in or around Mother's Day, uh, is when those things happen. Uh, 651-289-4477 for your questions and comments today. 651-289-4477 um, with some with some fun comments coming uh, to us on Twitter. Good good engaged audience and. I do appreciate Lynn's note that Morgan Stanley has five-year CDs at four and three-quarters percent, which uh, I find interesting. But again, Morgan Stanley is a globally uh, a global significantly important bank, uh, so it has a different set of um, of regulations it has to abide by than uh, than most others. So let's uh, let's turn back to some of the comments that were made. All right, so. One question gets asked uh, by Neil Irwin and Axios about about why the Fed did what it did in terms of um, instead of just expanding the the window, why did they create the bank term lending policy? Um, and he gets um, and you have to remember you end up getting from you end up getting from Jay Powell a very lawyerly answer. Um, uh, and, he, and he's asked, and he, then he's asked with um, why uh, what the Fed's role is with uh, the FDIC guarantee of Silicon Valley and signature banks, uh, uh, uninsured depositors, and how did you and how did that impact your balance sheet? Let's play this first. This is cut twelve. So thirteen three uh, seemed like the right. Uh, we have a little more flexibility on under section thirteen three. We did. We've done quite a lot under discount window as well. We needed to do a special facility that was designed a certain way, so we did it under 13.3. Um, really no magic to that. It's only available in unusual and exigent circumstances, and it has to be meet certain requirements, but it seemed to be the right place. So we, with the FDIC, we're just we're lending to the, in effect, we're, we're uh, lending to the uh, bridge bank. So that's where the funds came from, and it's, it's a loan that's 100% guaranteed by the FDIC, so there's no risk in it for us. So two things in that that answer, which was which was kind of innocuous, not really well, not really well discussed in the in the financial press later. Um, and I went to see what what Irwin wrote, and I don't think he felt like he got much out of that answer. Um, but he actually did get a couple things. So they needed thirteen three. They said we can do a lot under the discount window, and we have, but we needed to do a special facility that was designed a certain way. So we did that under 13.3. 13.3 is the language that says basically 
basic it's basically the escape hatch that lets the Fed do things that it typically is not allowed to do under the Federal Reserve Act. It says if there's an emergency that threatens the stability of the financial system, okay, basically all bets are off. You can do what you need to do. What was interesting about this is, is and I, we mentioned Vern McKinley in his appearance last week, when the Fed has previously I- issued 13 three determinations to create these facilities, Vern has tried to get the, there has to be actually a finding, right? There has to be a finding that's done by uh, the Fed to say, this is an emergency that meets the requirements under the Federal Reserve Act for us to do thir- to, to use uh, Section 13.3. And there was some restriction on 13.3 passed within Dodd-Frank, if I remember this right. This is a, this is a better question for Vern than me. Um, but as I recall it, you do have to, you do, they tightened it up a little bit, but not a lot, obviously, because they used it again. They did. They, they, they used it a second time. And my point here is, is someone needs to find out what it was they saw that, that gave them permission to create a new facility that basically lets banks pledge assets at you know to be able to borrow a hundred buy borrow a dollar with with collateral only worth 75 to 80 cents some portion of things that go through the bank term term lending this bank term lending facility is actually an unsecured loan to banks depending on what asset on what security the bank presents to get the loan now, is it at the penalty rate? Yeah, in in name it would seem to be at a high rate. But if I can always pledge eighty dollars to eighty dollars worth of assets to take from you a hundred dollars of loans, and then when I default on the loan, I can just default on the loan and say, "Well, you get that. You lose twenty bucks, even if the interest rates didn't change." And of course, if the interest rates change in favor of making the collateral worth more, it is more likely then that the bank will repay the loan and take back the, the higher-valued collateral. It's a little bit of heads I win, tails you lose. So that's, that, that was what's important about that. The other, part, the other part is looking at the balance sheet per se, which has been, been a topic of, of, of discussion. Quantitative tightening had had reduced the size of that balance sheet of the Federal Reserve from about eight point eight trillion dollars to a little under eight point four trillion. They'd taken about four hundred billion off, and then about half of that got undone in one week as they engaged in these actions. Okay, and, and about half of that got undone in one week, um, which was just meant, to, which was just from the Fed backs basically providing the financing for the bridge bank that FDIC created for Silicon Valley and for Signature. Now, some of that's going to get paid off because Signature Bank has now been sold to another bank, okay, and there will be some money that goes in. We'll not repay all of it. And Treasury, in fact, is on the hook for the remainder, I think, rather than FDIC. But but you know, but supposedly FDIC is going to recover that money by a special charge against the other banks, okay, which, let's be honest, is going to get passed on to you. So there's, there, is a, um, there is an issue there. But, um, but I, will say, um, I will say that was an interesting piece that was put out there. And, and he was asked a follow-on question about this, uh, a follow-on question about this, and had this answer as well, which is cut number 13. So recent liquidity provision that has increased the size of our balance sheet, but the intent and the effects of it are very different from what we from when we expand our balance sheet through purchases of longer-term securities. Large-scale purchases of long-term securities are, are really meant to alter the stance of policy by pushing down, pushing up the price and down the rates, longer-term rates, which supports demand through channels we understand fairly well. The balance sheet expansion is really uh, temporary lending to banks to, to meet those special liquidity demands created by the recent tensions. It's not intended to directly alter the stance of monetary policy. 
Um, we do believe that it's working. It's having its intended effect of bolstering confidence in the banking system and thereby forestalling what might otherwise have been an abrupt and outsized tightening in financial conditions. So that's working. In terms of the distribution of reserves, um, we uh, we don't see ourselves as 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 running into reserve shortages. We we think that our you know our program of allowing our balance sheet to to run off predictably predictably and passively is working. Yeah. Well, maybe it's working. Maybe it's not working. I. But the let's understand first of all the decision to finance even temporarily those banks has the impact of temporarily reducing interest rates in the marketplace right you you have in essence increased the demand for long-term bonds because they now can be used for collateral to borrow money at a pretty decent rate at five percent right yeah you say well five percent that's not a great rate i could get four percent yeah you could but the person that might lend it to you at 4% might might take your collateral at market value rather than at face value. And if, you're, if your market value is only 75% of your face value, the actual loan you're getting back is a whole lot less. You can't, you can't meet as much of your liquidity needs as you could if you went to the Fed. So, so it is still pushing down rates. And this distinction they're trying to make about the difference between, well, this is different than quantitative easing. No, it's not. No, it's not. It's having the same effect. The only reason you might try to make that argument is these are going to resolve pretty quickly. The only way this really works out that it looks different is if Silicon Valley Bank gets sold at near at near full value quickly. And obviously, we're two weeks in, and there's no sign that a, ba- a buyer is here. So this really is, in some sense, at least a a significant pause in quantitative tightening. Okay? And I think they're going to have to change their tune on this. I need to take a break here. When we come back, there's one last little clip i got to play for you, which I thought was super interesting. There's still other banks that could be out there. And you should know about you should know about that. Right after this, you're listening to the King Banyan Show on the Biz 1440. <laughs> The Biz 1440, KYCR Golden Valley. Decisions, decisions, decisions. Retirement is full of them. Tune in to this week's Money Matters with Alan Mike. The guys will be talking about some of the decisions that retirees make that they come to regret later. Whether financial, non-financial, or lifestyle decisions, make them wisely because the stakes are high. Alan Mike have solutions and strategies for you. Make sure you listen to Money Matters with Alan Mike, 2 p.m. Sunday on the Biz 1440, or call them now at 855-231-6010. When you take the time to really get to know your body, you find that the root causes of its aches and pains are usually simple. The older we get, the more exercise we undertake and the more injuries we sustain, the more inflammation our bodies suffer from. It's so simple. And my answer to that pain is Relief Factor, which I discovered years ago and take every single day to great effect. It helps the body to fight off inflammation and I've never found anything that worked better in my life. I can't recommend it enough. of the more than half a million people who have tried Relief Factor end up ordering more. That's because it works for them the way it works for me. Isn't it time for you to get out of pain? Your first step to becoming pain-free should be to order the three-week quick start for the discounted price of only $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF to find out more about this offer. Feel the difference. relieffactor.com. Texting privacy policy and terms and conditions posted at textplan.us. Texting enrolls for recurring automated text marketing messages. Message and data rates may apply or play. Stop, opt out. Visit website for financing details. Windowappointmentnow.com. Attention all homeowners. Do you know when to replace your windows? Feeling too hot or cold? It's time to replace. Fog between the glass. Time to replace. Spending too much on expensive energy that literally goes out the window? It's definitely time to replace. If you've put off replacing windows in your home because it's too expensive, here's great news. You can now get a free in-home window consultation and free price quote. 
from Renewal by Anderson, the company with the most five-star reviews among leading full-service window replacement companies. And right now, you can buy one and get one 40% off. Just text LIVE to 200-300 for your free consultation on top-quality affordable windows or patio doors, all with super affordable financing options. Text LIVE to 200-300 right now to buy one and get one 40% off. But hurry, these big dollar savings won't last long. Text the word LIVE to 200-300. Don't wait. Text LIVE to 200-300. The Ramsey Show. You're also supposed to enjoy money. Now, some of you that overspend out there, you spend like you're in Congress, you don't have any issue with this enjoying money thing. Enjoying money without overdoing it is a sign of maturity. The Ramsey Show, live every weekday afternoon from 1 to 4. Sightseeing in Ferris, at the Mall in Bloomington, or on horseback in Dallas. We're where you are. Listen to the Biz 1440 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Show the Biz fourteen forty. Yeah, we're having a we're having a, a conversation about banks and and inflation and all that here on the King Banyan Show. Glad you've been able to join us today. Um, Spencer and I are trying to show excellent restraint, not talking about hockey. Um, I think we've done a good job so far, and I think we could manage it for another six minutes. Um, <laughs> we'll try at least. Um, anyway, uh, just want. Wanted to. There's one last thing you need to pay attention to. So, it's the weekend. You tend to think that when they're going to do a bank closure, that it would be something like this. We've all had our eye here in the United States on First Republic Bank. This morning, another story pops up about Deutsche Bank in Germany. Uh, Deutsche Bank has been subject to a number of, uh, lack of a better word, scandals uh, and failures. Uh, not the failure of the institution, but but some some bad loans they've made and so forth. So um, Olaf Scholz, the, uh, the 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 chancellor of uh, Germany, uh, actually had to come out today to say Deutsche Bank is not Credit Suisse. Everything's hunky dory. Don't don't confuse them. Things are fine. Um, so that's out there. In on Tuesday this week. The vice chair for supervision of the Federal Reserve, Michael Barr, is going to go up to Capitol Hill to testify about what the Fed's role has been in what's happened so far. Because right after SVB closed, the Federal Reserve announced they were going to do an investigation, and it was going to be led by the vice chair, who is the vice chair for supervision. Um, and so Michael Barr, who replaced Randy Quarles as the as as that supervision person, um, is going to be speaking in, speaking on Capitol Hill Tuesday. And I think he's got two testimonies. I think he's both Tuesday and Wednesday uh, of of this coming week. So you're going to hear a lot about that at just about the. I think this is the next. Uh, this is the next to last question from the press conference. Um, uh, Nancy Marshall Genzer from Marketplace, which is public radio, uh, actually asked um, asked about um, asked this very kind of cryptic question, um, and this is the entirety of the question and the entirety of the answer that you that you get uh, get from this. Uh, let's play this. This is cut fifteen. Just wondering how many financial institutions have been issued matters requiring attention or matters requiring immediate attention citations at this point? How many? I don't know. But those are serious. Those are serious regulatory, particular immediate attention. That's that's. Uh, and I guess there were six of them. <laughs> I don't know. I guess there were six of them. Okay, that's interesting. Okay, so when a bank gets this notice. This notice basically says, we as supervisors have found a serious problem with you that requires your immediate attention. And if you don't give it to us, there are significant consequences for that. You might get, you know, including all the way up to we're going to close you. Right? That, that, that's, a, that's, a, that's a possibility. I predict you're going to hear questions about those six banks. That's what I'm going to be listening for when Vice Chair Barr goes up to Capitol Hill next week 
I expect someone to say, not, you know, how many of those are there? So I looked at the Fed's website and looking around to see, are those citations up on their page? There is a site, there is a letter put up this week, which is denied a Federal Reserve membership to a, a Wyoming-based crypto bank. But I can't see anything else up there that indicates that, that indicates that, um, uh, uh, that they're naming any of those who they, they are. In essence, they've decided they're kicking that can down the road. They had no answers that they were willing to share at the press conference about other banks that they are aware of, but then he did let slip. I guess there were six or so. Well, that's that's pretty significant. Six banks. Well, we don't know what size those are. Could that be, are those six small banks? Are those six middle-sized banks? Are those six large banks? We don't know. We simply don't know. So, it is a hard time for banks right now. I think you're going to see uh, you're going to see a very. It's a hard time for banks right now. Doesn't look like we're going to see anything here. But I remind people. I we talked about Bear Stearns last week a little bit. Uh, Sheila Bear, the former FDIC chair, saying saying she thought this was the Bear moment rather than the Layman moment. Bear happened in March. Layman happened in September of the same year, two thousand eight. So. We could go weeks. We could even go months, in, during which time we think to ourselves, whew, everything's okay. We're going to slide out of here without too much uh, trouble. And then another shoe drops months later. And that next shoe might be m- a much bigger shoe than the one that dropped with Silicon Valley. It's time to be on your toes, friends. I think a recession is coming, which was also true, by the way, in 2008. Um, and... Uh, also true in 2008, and I think there's a lot more, lot more to say and do. I frankly think Michael Barr going up to Capitol Hill is simply premature. I don't think they actually have all the answers they're looking for there, uh, and and won't for a while. Won't for a while, yeah. Anyway, um, we'll be back here next week. Uh, it will be the it'll be a fifth Friday, our fifth Saturday type of show. We'll have we'll have some uh, different kinds of things to talk to you about next week. Job Saturdays in two weeks. Spencer, thank you for thank you for your work down there today. Go Huskies and we'll see you next week on the King Banyan Show, the Biz 1440. Okay, we are running a car drive right now to help veterans all across America. So if you have an old car, truck, or van, even a motorcycle or an RV sitting around, you can right now give it away and help the vets. They really need your help. And your car will help support the vets and their families. And guess what? You even get a tax donation. Plus, we'll even come and pick up your car for free. And all you've got to do is pick up your phone right now and make a free call. Now is the perfect time. Time to do something good for the vets. Give back to the vets right now for all they've done for this country. And your old car can really help them. So call the Veterans Car Donation Program right now for free pickup of your vehicle. Help the vets and help your taxes at the same time. Call right now. 800-884-9018. 800-884-9018. That's 800-884-9018. What is dedication? I am the father of a nine-year-old little girl and a six-year-old little boy. And I find fatherhood both relentlessly challenging and relentlessly rewarding. My daughter is biological and my son is adopted. I love them both so much. From the morning when you wake up to putting them to bed at night, And every moment in between, it really is so special. And boy, is it exhausting. One thing that I fear about being a parent is the future for my children. I think a parent's job is to protect our children, but also prepare them for the world so they become good, kind human beings. But I'm also hopeful that the future holds a more inclusive and compassionate world for them. That's dedication. Find out more at fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Looking for a new way to give back to your community, learn new skills, and make a real difference? Consider volunteering with your local fire department. 
The majority of U.S. firefighters and emergency responders are volunteers, answering the call when their community needs them. Be part of a dedicated team of volunteers who step up and protect their community from all types of hazards. You can be the difference. There's no typical firefighter. Anyone can volunteer to serve their community. Volunteering as a first responder is really about having the heart and drive to make a difference where it's needed most. Aside from helping your community and being there for those in need, being a member of the Volunteer Fire Service provides many benefits, including an opportunity to learn new skills and join a family that will serve with you, always have your back, and train you to be the best version of yourself. Your community needs you. Will you answer the call? Learn more and find a local volunteer opportunity at makemeafirefighter.org. That's makemeafirefighter.org. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.